Hey everybody, it's Chris Lindsay, and you're listening to Pitch List. I uh, came down with a cold this week, and uh, not feeling that great, and my wife, Amy Mayo, is filling in for me. We had Caitlin Smith in the studio this week, and she had a little bit of time, so she and Amy sat down, and it is fantastic. I was just going through it, listening to it, putting it all together. I think you're really going to like this one. It's... um, If you've not met Caitlin Smith before, she's a fantastic singer, a beautiful person. Um, I've got her resume here. I'll tell you a few things. Uh, Caitlin uh, had a big hit with Megan Trainor and John Legend called Like I'm Gonna Lose You. Killer, that's a pop and pop, giant pop song. Uh, She's had hits by Kenny Rogers, Dolly Parton duet. Uh, That's uh, You Can't Make Old Friends. I think they talk about that in the in the interview, Daniel Brad, uh, I had a hit, uh, not hit, uh, cut with her, Wild Boy, on Daniel Bradbury that uh, me and Amy and Troy Virgis wrote with her. She's had, uh, what else she got? Garth Brooks, I think you've heard of him. Garth Brooks cut her song Tacoma, which is an incredible song that she wrote with Bob DePiro, who's, I think, episode five of Pitch List. Lady Annabelle. Bellum, who else we got here? Well, she's had a ton of stuff. She has a new record coming out on Monument Records, uh, a new version of her EP, self-released LP called Starfire. Um, she and Amy have a cut on there, too, they talk about. Uh, my wife, Amy Mayo, has uh, had a long career. Nashville's a writer. She has won BMI Songwriter of the Year, Song of the Year, ACM uh, Song of the Year, Lots of awards, uh, songs like Amazed, This One's for the Girls. She's had hits with Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, Kenny Chesney, I'm reading here. Um, uh, It goes way back. You know, Amy's had lots of hits. I think maybe over 300 recorded songs. And, uh, you know, she's still rocking. She's been working on a book for a while, but she still writes songs. She had a hit this year for Kenny Chesney called Bar at the End of the World. And then she and I had a song with the Warren Brothers that had a, was a number one for Blake Shelton this year called Every Time I Hear That Song. Hope you're loving Pitch List. If you uh, could do me a favor and leave us a review on iTunes, it would be great. <laughs> a a favorable, favorable review would be good. If it's not favorable, you don't have to leave it. Uh, you could just email us about that one. But... Uh, That would be great if we got some feedback on uh, iTunes. Uh, Hope you're digging it, and uh, please let me know who you think would be good to put on the show. That would really help me uh, me and Dana figure out who to go after. Uh, I'm speaking with uh, several really cool writers, Liz Rose, Lori McKenna. Uh, We're trying to get some more females in the mix uh, right now, and uh, hopefully we'll have more for you soon. But here's uh, Amy Mayo. Interviewing Caitlin Smith. Hey, I'm Amy Mayo, and this is Caitlin Smith. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Amy. I've got to find my questions. All right, that's I've okay. Have, I have questions somewhere. All right. I'm trying to find these questions. Um, what's awesome. your favorite song you've written? Oh, my God. That's, like, the hardest question to start off with. Oh, okay. Favorite song. Um... Right now, I mean, I think it changes every day because songs are like your babies, you know, and I, maybe the last one you wrote is your favorite. <laughs> but, Do you have one favorite that's like... I mean, my favorite song I think that I've been a part of is This Town Is Killing Me. Oh, my God. Um, which is on the new record. And I remember the crazy story about this song, and maybe it's why it's so special in my mind. 
um, is that we we wrote the song that day and then I came home and I took a pregnancy test and it was positive. And so like wrote my favorite song and then found out I was pregnant like in the, in same, the same day, day. which was oh crazy. Um, but I had the title sitting in my phone. It was one of those things that, you know, I moved here eight years ago and you know, this town can be such a bitch. And um, I think I was having one of those weeks. And um, and then I thought about this song title and I brought it to a couple friends of mine, Gordy Sampson and Paul Moak. And we really just wrote our our story. It's of, true. Like, Nashville. It's all true. So every every line in, in that song is is either my story or one of theirs, which is really, really fun. And it was like, you know, I threw the title out, This Town is Killing Me. And, and really it was one of those that just kind of... Uh, the skies open up and the song fell down really easily. I pour my heart out Three minutes at a time on a J45 But no one's listening They're too busy drinking on the company tab I scream my lungs out Confess my secrets, all my sins But they don't give a damn Cause if it don't sound like the radio pass Nashville, you win Your steel guitars and broken hearts have done me in I gave you my soul Cause I wanted Killing me If you hadn't have like gone through your struggle and I mean because for me I look at you, I listen to you sing, and it's just like, oh my god, is this town Delph? You know what I mean? Like it's just like what is how you know, why has she not got a record deal? Why is she not on stage winning vocalist of the year? <laughs> Thanks. I really feel that way. I believe You're that with so all my sweet. heart. Thank you. And I am so picky with girl singers. You're so sweet. Thank you. Um, it's been kind of a crazy journey, you know? Like, I moved to town, and I took a break from performing, and I just, because I knew that you have to have the songs. You have to learn how to write a song before you can get up there and, and when, How sing, old so. were you when you wrote your first song? Uh, eight years old. I was eight years old. What? Oh, yes, That's crazy. I was eight years old too. Oh my gosh. Um, That's amazing. I know I've seen <laughs> pictures of you when you were a little bitty singing. Yeah, totally. I mean, like, so I started singing, uh, yeah, in church when I was like seven or eight and started writing a little bit here and there. And I would write actually like church songs. I started off just like so I could play them in church. Um, but then, you know, started singing county fairs and booking gigs like around my town. And by the time I was 12 years old, I put together a band with my brother and my two best friends and just started cold calling venues and just started like, be like, hey, you guys need a band for your next event because we're your band. Oh, like, what is the name of it? Oh, it was terrible. It was called U-Turn. Ah! <laughs> so dumb. I love We U-turn. had t-shirts. I had like big blue braces on my teeth. 
Mom oh my amazing. gosh, I wish I could go to a U-turn show right oh now. Oh my god, it was ridiculous. <laughs> I used to play this hot pink electric guitar, and it was outrageous. How long was that yeah. band together? So we were, you know, it was probably a couple years we oh, were together. Oh, so it was kind of serious. You know, yeah, dated the guitar player, <laughs> of course, and then we broke up, so whatever. I don't I really know what happened. The band fills it out. But, you know, that was when I was 12, and, and um, you know, my parents saw that I kind of, at a young age, was really into playing and kind of really into this music thing and so one of the turning points at the beginning of my career was um, I would always enter this talent show every summer called the Minnesota State Fair Talent Competition and um, so I entered it at 15 with an original song and I got to play like in this grandstand for like 15,000 people like and ended up winning the competition which was crazy How, um, oh my god so I was, yeah 15 at that point were there all and, ages competing and it was um, I was in like the teen division so I was like so you beat people all the age. teenagers yeah yep which is so fun. Um, and so, you know, my parents sat me down after that happened and they're like, you know, people want this song. They or they or they want to, you know, want recordings of what you're doing. We have your college fund over here and we're wondering if you want to use this college fund to make a record. And I was like, what? That's my parents are the incredible. coolest. I mean, this that's so almost weird. unheard of. I was like sitting at my kitchen table like, this is, this is crazy. My parents are the best. Um, and so they lent me the money and I went up to Minneapolis and I had just like, through random friends found a producer and found the and he found the players and we made a record it was insane and you're 15 and I'm 15 so I put that record out and I kind of toured it and sold it I sold enough to pay my parents back for oh the my loan God. That they that's me. incredible nuts. I got like local radio I never play, knew all this any stuff. of this stuff that's I never crazy. knew any of this and I've yeah. known it a long time <laughs> that's insane well that's like little Kate <laughs> I don't talk about that a lot um and then, you know, I knew pretty much right after I made that record, like, this is this is my path. This is what I want to do. And so, you know, I continued touring during high school and made another record when I was 17. Um, I wrote my class song, and that was on there, too. And and so I I had two records by the time I graduated, and I was like, I don't need to go to college. This I is what I want to do. I any of this. It's crazy. It's so when did you know, like your parents believed in you, but how old were you when you kind of knew, yeah. this is what I'm going to do? I don't know. It, it was maybe kind of gradual, but... Were you 13? Did I was you already probably, know? You know, by 13, I think I knew. I think I um, was starting to write in journals, like, five-year plans of how to get a record deal. Oh, <laughs> like, I, was, I love that. <laughs> which That's is crazy. what I've done my whole life. That's insane. You know, playing in your life, trying to dream out your life. Yes. What's going to be what you have to do to get this... What like it's has so, to happen for this to happen? Totally. And I'm, I actually was just, my parents just moved and we went through a bunch of old stuff in my room last month. And um, and I found a couple old journals and they had those lists, like oh my, my five-year plan and totally like getting a record deal, like oh, touring so Europe. Like when you're that age? Yes. It's so crazy, which I was like, you know, it took a little longer, but hey, I, I made it. I there's got no some of these. way I could ever, I have a real hard time with like spiral notebooks, but there's no way, could you ever get rid of a journal? I don't. I, there's no I way can't. I could. I have a yeah. Tupperware full of them. Because it's like can't. in that little book, you're that person you were. I know. You know, it's so it's sweet. Like, my, I have all my diaries because I've always had, wor like, word problems. I mean, I have all my diaries. Yes. There's so many of them, it's embarrassing. But <laughs> they're, like, I was going through them, and it's like I was looking like, 
I'm not that person. This is like a oh, whole different person. It's so incredible to go back and look look at that person. And who you were and, and who you what really you wanted were. then. And like, you know, what you're afraid of. That's what I love. Yes. I like. And like, oh my gosh, that's so silly. Like when you look back at it then, like. Yeah, I mean, it's, I want, you're making me think maybe everybody, like every dreamer, maybe they all, we all do it, you know, like just kind of planning it and, and like what I'm going to do and what I have to do to, totally. yeah, that's blowing my mind a little bit because that's exactly what, that's (laughs) exactly when I moved to Nashville, what I did. That's so cool. Um, But, and I think it's so weird. You wrote your first song at eight. Yeah. I mean, like. It was called, it felt like magic. Oh my God, it (laughs) felt like. Magic. It was a horrible it song. It felt like magic. <laughs> I'm like, that's actually a great title. Actually, we should probably write that title. <laughs> it felt like magic. That sounds like something you would hear like uh, at the state fair. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> On that like spinning rod. Oh my god! It felt like magic. Yes. Okay, so I got good. some more questions. Let's Amazing. see. How did you meet Raleigh? Yeah, so I met Raleigh. Um, I had just finished my second record, and I started gigging in the cities and actually moved there. I was like 17, almost 18, moved to, I'm sorry, to Minneapolis and St. Paul. And uh, I met Raleigh at a show. He came out uh, to see, like, his the keyboard player that was playing in my band was his best friend, and so he invited him out. And we met that night, got super drunk together later. <laughs> I don't condone Did you know right when you saw him? No, I mean, I was like, damn, this guy is gorgeous and has a lovely jawline. Like, and his name is Raleigh. Like, he was really, but He's I, I, I think I just got out of a relationship and it was kind of complicated. So I was like, I don't know. I was just hanging out with this guy. But it's like, he was definitely like fun. And he had an, ended up calling me like all summer and I just never called him back. <laughs> just, and so eventually we ended up hanging out and doing music together that fall. Um, How old were you? I was like, I think I was 19 at this point. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And now y'all tour. And we tour together. Now Raleigh plays in my band. We have a little baby. Uh, we bring him How many flats has the baby been on? I lost track, but it's over... It's over two dozen, I think. I think it's about two. Yeah, that yeah. baby's flown like all over the place. Yeah, and I mean, he's, insane. how old is he? He's 15 months. Yeah. Little buddy. Yeah, that, it's so, I mean, like, I think it's so sweet him traveling with. That it's whole so thing melts nice. my heart. I love it. I'm so glad he's with us on the journey. I thought, that I'm bouncing around, but I thought one thing when you were talking about this town is killing me. I love that song so much. I mean, that that's <laughs> one, I, you've written a lot of songs I love. But that's in my top ten. Oh, <laughs> or top dang. five. I mean, oh. like, it's special. Dang. The people that that stuff happens to usually end up to be the biggest stars. Like, the biggest, brightest stars. Because if your spirit can take just getting knocked down, you know, and beat down and, yeah. and all these heartbreaks, then... By the time you finally get where you're going, you're so good. You're like you're so much better, you know, really than everybody you around it you. Really does. Whether I'm I'm talking like if somebody because I've known and had friends that that like and this messes people up in a whole different way, but like <laughs> did her own like a TV show. Oh yeah, then they're famous the next week, right? And everybody knows them, and everybody's talking about them when they walk in a room, and they don't know those people. You know what I right, mean? Right, totally. Like, and so that can really screw people up too like but the thing about the struggle like I I just feel like everything I've really loved has been there's a lot of pain behind it yeah absolutely you know like it's 
um, in my book, the first line of my book says, all my greatest gifts have come wrapped in ribbons of pain. Oh, my God. And to me, that just is you. That's this right amazing. here. That's that song. Ribbons of pain, Amy. That's amazing. <laughs> it's that that it gives me i've got chill bumps no but i really believe it i mean like this book somebody i told chris i was like i don't know if i need a psychiatrist or an editor (laughs) an editor or a psychiatrist that's what i said maybe they could be two in one yeah i think they would need to be that would be perfect but i just wanted to say like i know you've struggled and i have absolutely i mean i've wanted to tweet out (laughs) <laughs> is this town fucking down? You know, like, I mean, it makes me so mad. Yeah. I remember one night we were we were playing songs. I won't get too specific with this, but we were yeah. playing songs. There was a group of girls and a group of guys, and we were playing songs for a new artist that um, had a deal somewhere. And I remember you sang your song to pitch it, and you just you just wipe the room down. You know what I mean? Like they played the thing that person was cutting, and everybody was just just so uncomfortable and cringing oh, because no. it was so bad oh, compared. No. Oh no! It was so obvious. Oh. You know what I mean? But the weird thing is, the only people that didn't seem to know that were the two people from the record deal. <laughs> I mean, we're okay. just all sitting in this big circle, yeah. and everybody's looking at each other like this is fucking crazy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, because it wasn't just you. There was you and there was one other person in that circle that had, they had, it was somebody who had tried to get a deal and they just finally just ended up not, not even caring anymore. Somebody like, I remember like Chris Stapleton's wife, she sings her butt off. She's so good. In this town, that song reminds me of her a little bit. I mean, cause she's just so damn good. And the town is like, they got this little, these little three shaped things. And if you don't fit in their little hole, they're trying to shove you into, you just get thrown in the box behind them. It's so true. Which is, I mean, so much of what this new record is is has been because of the journey and because of all of that pain and all of that no and all of that like you know closed it's doors. in there I it's mean, all in there and it wouldn't have been written without all of that exactly which i am thankful the for. journey destination yeah. quote that's <laughs> so true like because when you talk about it i can feel i can just feel the there you know just the emotion in your voice yeah you know about this record you've been making this record it's been a long time we cut it almost two years ago but I've been writing this record I mean probably last six years but it's been this record I'm so excited about this record I'm so I just got a future vision what's the date (laughs) November 3rd okay November 3rd 2017 (laughs) I got a future vision that before (laughs) November 3rd 2019 you're gonna have won a Grammy oh for your God. record, for something. So. I don't know for something. It could be a song or the Amazing. record. I don't know for something. Thanks, Amy. Because you're that kind <laughs> of artist too. You don't. You're not really put together. You know, like I feel like it's. I feel like you can't really put things together or make things right. happen. You I know, feel like, like a lot of time that 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 kind of music doesn't last, or maybe it doesn't. They have maybe one record, right. a couple hits. Exactly. Like this thing is. What you're doing, it's totally, to me, it's like got a vibe, like you're kind of genreless too. Yeah. I mean, when I went in to make this record, because, okay, so because of the journey coming down to Nashville and getting so many no's from every record label in town. I mean, literally every record label in town said no. (laughs) Yeah. And and after all of that journey, I kind of sat down and I was like, you know what? I'm going to stop trying to write 
or, or make my artistry something that I think should it should be and just do it and just write from my guts and write songs that I love don't think about radio don't think about genre nothing except music that I love and things that I love to say and so that's where this record kind of was birthed out of I just went back I went back in my catalog I picked songs that I just I loved and I I, I couldn't shake from my brain because I was like you know what if I love it maybe someone else will but I want to sing that every night. And I want to go through the songs in a second. Okay, too. cool, awesome. Um, is House of Cards on there? Yeah. Oh, it's so, so happy. I'm the so friend good. to ask. It's oh so good. Oh my god. Yes. You know that's. I've only written two songs that I know of with just me and one other girl. That's crazy. And you and Matresa. She's and magic. Those two, the two songs, the one I wrote with her and the one I wrote with you, are two of the most intimate like I could never have written them with a guy you know what I mean like they're just that other song oh my god it's called you're still here and I I wanted to write it (laughs) I wanted to write it with Matresa because she was at the time she was the only friend of mine that had lost a parent oh wow and so I had lost my dad I didn't want to go in there and try to make shit up with anybody wow yeah and um I knew she lost her mom at a young age and so I went, oh my God, that song still gives me chill bumps. Wow. Just like, it's the it's the same kind of feeling, kind of. It's about a different subject. But it, to me, House of Cards, that one, I remember before we wrote that, I was just at the fucking bottom of Man. the barrel. I don't know what, it. everything felt like it was going wrong. I mean, like, every, everything was going wrong. Mm. And Chris and me have been in a fight that week. And he said something like, because I'd been working on my book a bunch, yeah. I was depressed. He said, um, you don't even know how to write a song anymore Aww. in this fight. <laughs> and so then I went out there and said, fuck you. I'm going to show you I know how to write a song. And we wrote that song. Are you serious? And then, I didn't remember that. Well. Then he took credit. He was like. You you know, you wouldn't have never written that if, if I hadn't <laughs> oh told you that. That's amazing. And it's funny because Poison and Wine, that's my favorite song he's ever oh, written. Oh, man, me we too. We were in a screaming fight in the driveway, and I was yelling, you think your dreams are the same as mine? Oh, my God. And then he drives <laughs> off and writes that song. <laughs> it's like fights can cause some they, good they songs. They are great fuel for songs. They're kind of great fuel for a lot of stuff. Oh, I just so got another true. idea we need to write. Yeah, like, okay, write good. It write it down yes I what I remember from writing House of Cards is I I think you literally just opened up your your journal I did and you started saying the first things and that became the top of the song like and you I've had been the praying title. and you had God, the title right like I've been praying asking God for help but lately it feels like I'm talking to myself oh my and like god that line, <laughs> I was like stop right there let's just <laughs> sing that line that's amazing and then when you one thing I loved on there too this every incredible brilliant moment I've ever been a part of musically was an accident mm-hmm. like in the studio that that day when they cut it somebody screwed something way up but one of the players was smart enough to say wait let's just listen to that and wow, see let's yeah. just listen to it right and when we did I can't even remember the part I don't remember yeah but I know that when we all stopped and listened we were like 
you couldn't have planned that better. That couldn't have been. There's one part in there. And I'll have to listen again to remember. It was something, a musical piece. But um, that's so cool. When you sang it, I think I got a video somewhere of you in there singing it. It, I love that song because it makes me think about something the Dixie Chicks would do. Oh, totally. Totally. I like, I just. I love it. I just love, I love the lyric of that song. And the crazy thing is like, we wrote it six plus years ago but and we wrote still, it fast and we wrote that so thing was fast. fast it was like an hour yeah we wrote the song and actually i think we finished the second verse the day we were demoing yeah but i love that lyric and but the, the fact is that when i was going through songs like it was still speaking to me the same way as the second that we wrote it too and so i was like yeah. this song needs to people need to hear this Asking God for help But lately Feels like I've been Talking to myself I've been waiting For life to get better And I need to cry But I'm afraid to cry Cause I just might cry song on the record first song on the record uh is before you call me baby what's what's the deal with that and one? okay so that song it's kind of evolved for me a little bit but it really it kind of goes back to the the place that I was at before I met Raleigh um I would just had gotten out of a really nasty relationship and was kind of carrying that baggage and um and I wrote it with Matt Jenkins he had the title he brought him. it in and I I love him he's written some incredible so songs he threw out the title, and then I started playing like a 6-8 jam. And it was one of the same things. The song just really just fell out in like an hour. Um, but it, I just drew from those emotions of like kind of the shitty place that I was in before I met Raleigh, and he really like just turned everything upside God. down. And, and I made love everything. those days when you man. just know you took something to the right person. Yeah, And man. they just make it so much better. Like you're just <laughs> like, I don't even know what just happened, but we were supposed to write this together. Right. So I love that song, and it, it's usually how we open the shows. Um, 
You do? Yeah. So. We're going to have to play. We'll play some songs throughout. Cool, cool, cool. That'll awesome. be good. Um, What's the second one? Mm, now you're like, now you're like I've got to look, oh, look at my Oh, shoot. You're going to probably need to look. I'm going to need just, to look. Just talk about them randomly. Okay, so do you think about me? Uh, I think it's track two. I got to pull up the track listing. <laughs> Um, but do you think about me? I love this song. I wrote it with Raleigh, my husband, and then we had a roommate living with us at the time. His name was Jeremy Lardani. Oh, you no, know Jeremy. Jeremy. He's the best. He is one of the most talented, incredible singers in the land. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. Amazing. But so he had broken up with his girlfriend of like two or three years and was heartbroken. So I was like, you know, he needed a place to stay. So we're like, stay with us, but you just have to write songs with us about your heartbreak <laughs> so we can try and turn something into a hit. I don't know. And so <laughs> We were just totally, you know, drinking all of the wine and smoking <laughs> all of the smoke and and staying up to like 3 a.m. We were like up so late and we just started writing um, and literally like uh, we just like we're like, Jeremy, tell us how you feel. <laughs> And we got like his girlfriend's like legitimate Starbucks order in there. Like, oh my gosh! And just, it was just such a fun night. And was it in the? So did you write it in the in middle my of the night? in my living room at like three in the morning? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's we wrote House of Cards at night. That's right. I think I've added it up before, and at least half the song, the big songs were at night. That's so crazy because you you think about you don't write that often. At I night. know. You know why hmm. I think it is? I think it's because if you're writing at night, it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like you no. didn't yes. show up and get a cup of coffee, and right. it, you didn't come to work. Exactly. You know, you're just creating. And yes. Yes. Totally. I love. That's making me want to write at night now. Totally. All the time. Well, I find too, like a lot of songs that I write not in Nashville, where I go and I travel and write. It's just, they end up being some of my favorites as well. Yeah, because that's like which the I'm like, wait, why am I not traveling all the time? Like, yeah. Wow. What, so, like, what are some examples of traveling and songs? Yeah. So, okay. So, I had written the song Tacoma, which I, I can love talk about Tacoma. in a minute. Thanks. Um, and and it actually ended up taking us on this this train trip, this journey. So, um, we thought of this crazy idea that we would actually go all the way to Tacoma on an Amtrak train. And so I grabbed a couple songwriter friends and we drove to Memphis, got on the train and, and started writing songs. And we so said, well, we wrote nine songs in two days. And, um, and so we're outside of Nashville, we're creating, and really the songs are different. And, and, uh, one of the songs that will end up being an exclusive track on my record, we wrote on the train. It's called Breakfast in the Afternoon, but. Oh, I love that title. We were in the middle of North Dakota and I was looking out the window. I was like six months pregnant, looking out the window and like the rocking of the train and the sound of like the whistle and like looking out into like cornfields and tiny little towns that you would never ever see in a million years like you know that was a, the backdrop for also just writing and creating the song so, did, so magical. you guys wrote it on the train yeah songs we on the sat train? in a sleeper car and wrote songs on the train it was oh insane. my gosh that is <laughs> that is so, so romantic it was so much fun and some of my favorite songs that is so 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 romantic <laughs> right on the train i freaking so like cool. when you were telling the story i was like imagining it like in the alps oh, <laughs> like oh the my landscape God. on my train it was the opposite was like of the alps so beautiful <laughs> north dakota <laughs> like somewhere in switzerland yes see we should go to switzerland and oh, write God, some. i would love to go to that switzerland sounds amazing <laughs> that so how so how much of the record did you write in nashville yeah so i actually i think i wrote 
Oh, it's hard to think of all the songs. I think I wrote all of them in Nashville. I'm trying to think. Except Tacoma. Except Tacoma. I did write in Nashville. Oh, wait. What'd you write on the train? Breakfast in the afternoon. Oh, yeah. okay, that okay. Is awesome. it Tacoma or Tacoma? Oh, it's Tacoma. Tacoma. Okay. Tacoma. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> that song, when you play that one live, I love to watch the crowd because there's one part, and when you hit that part, the whole crowd just... It's incredible. It's like watching a wave hit them. You know, it's just That's like, amazing. it's the emotion and the way, you, it's like a vocal moment. Man, I love singing that song. Um, we recorded that song and um, I wrote that with Bob DiPiro. You did? Yes. And I so never knew you wrote crazy. that It's crazy. So Bob. the idea came from, I was really nervous because it was the first time I was writing with Bob. I didn't have any ideas. I was like, ah, like I'm writing with this Hall of Fame writer and I have nothing. <laughs> I'm a failure. Like so nervous. And I remember stopping at the stoplight and I typed his address into my phone and the Apple Maps took me all the way to Washington to Tacoma instead of Music Row. And I saw the title like right there in my phone. I was like, Tacoma. That's a great title. Thank you, Jesus. Like, I was like, that it's is crazy. a crazy story. So, and then I open my voice memos and I start singing like, I'm leaving. Nah, 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 nah. Like just start like singing this first verse idea. Walk into Bob. I'm like, hi, Bob. Nice to meet you. What do you think about this Tacoma idea? And it was literally like the roof went opened up and like song baby dropped down from heaven. And it was one of those that was like written in an hour. And we were writing, that was and just we're like, supposed what? to happen. It's crazy. I mean, crazy. That's just kind of blowing my mind that it's GPS ins- just gave you. You know, <laughs> know, it's like a true gift it was from the an, universe. It's a total gift. Thank you, Apple Maps, for never working. It, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's. that's I, I love hearing these stories because I love that song, and I never. Man. I mean, I you don't know about where things yeah, start. Yeah. So it, so we wrote the song, and it's so fun because uh, Garth Brooks ended up recording a version of it, which I am beside myself still like that's mind that's mind-blowing we like got to listen to it before anybody and I was like crying I was like holy crap like this is it didn't really I don't insane. even know if you could get a bigger cut than Garth I, just, I don't know like I don't know that's my bucket kind of list in another like, level yeah, of man, a thing insane <laughs> it's still insane I still can't believe it happened um but you know even though he cut it it still is always like I've always loved to sing it I always put it in my sh- shows. And, you and when I went to make this record, I was song. like, thanks. And when I went to make this record, I was like, this song, it just has to be in my record. It's my song, too. So, yeah. Um, so I'm really glad I did a version. That, like, um, Garth, like, what was it like hearing somebody like an oh icon like that singing your song? It really felt like it, it was a little bit of an out-of-body experience. You know, I was sitting at the at the console in his in Garth's studio um, with Bob, and we were sitting listening. Did to Bob it and, know him? Um, I I mean I I'm not sure. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but it was unbelievable. It was like I kind of was almost floating outside my body, going like, "What is happening?" Like Garth Brooks is literally standing behind you. This is him singing your song. Like I was just I was blown away. It was, yeah. it, was it was also like spiritual too yeah. a little bit like. I can't really describe the moment. It was so Yeah, weird. I, I just can't, like, I mean, Garth Brooks, I, I was trying to explain to my kids who Garth Brooks was the other day. Oh, my gosh. And 
they weren't getting it because we did the show oh, at the Ryman, like, and oh he my was God, playing that was there. So awesome too! And we were flipping because he was on the billing and we were on the billing. And Chris Christopherson, yeah, oh that my was like the God. most epic night. He yes. played my favorite song. I would have wanted him to play. I missed it. I started That's my crying. favorite Chris song too. Oh my God, my dad! Like, I had no idea I was gonna get hit with so much emotion at that show wow. when Chris Christopherson started singing. But he he sang Sunday Morning Coming Down. Yes. Oh. I showed up late to the show and I'm like forever kicking. Oh my gosh, it was so amazing. But I was showing our son Oscar, who I was showing him and Levi and Oscar to show him who Garth was. I tried to tell him I went to see him at Central Park. Oh my god. He had the free concert. Yeah, I never even found the concert. No! There was just there were all of us was people. I couldn't. Oh, eat, I never amazing. found the stage. That's how many people that's there insane. were. Insane. And then I was showing them. Um, there's a video on YouTube with Justin Timberlake, mm-hmm. and Garth comes to sing with him, like in some show somewhere. Oh yes, he is losing his mind every time he looks. Justin Timberlake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that's what oh, I was trying God. to use to show them who Garth Brooks yeah, was. Yeah, totally. Because Justin Timberlake is having a damn breakdown over it. I mean, you can oh, see yes. he's having an out of body experience. <laughs> like, this is I'm saying, I'm like I can't Garth believe Brooks. I'm on the stage with him. You know, this like, is crazy. And I know. the thing, like, I can't <laughs> imagine listening. You know, like. To somebody, I've had cuts by people that blew my mind. It's always awesome if they, if they have a. I remember the first time I heard um, my best friend with Tim McGraw. He has these little Tim McGraw Man. things, you know, yes, he the does. little Tim McGraw things that he just so does. And Kenny has them. Kenny has these little pieces oh that that's God, like a, totally. just a move they do, and that's the part when and you the listen. And they're putting it on like your ah! song, like their little signature. It's amazing. Ah! It's incredible. I love it so much. Man. Um, that's okay, so, so let's see what <laughs> I was just. I'm getting sidetracked. That's all right. That's I'm all thinking right. about a crazy story with Kenny and getting oh, no. sidetracked. <laughs> <laughs> he laughed so hard. I told him we were in the studio. He was cutting Barth in the world, and um, we were talking about Eddie Van Halen. And I said, in high school, I wouldn't date a boy that couldn't play Eruption. What? <laughs> what? You, do you know what Eruption no, is? No, I have no idea okay. what Eruption is. Eruption, after this, I'm going to show you. Okay. Eruption was Eddie Van Halen <laughs> yes. on the electric guitar. He's the one that kind of started that. The thing oh, yes. they like, touch with their fingers totally. on the top. Totally. But anybody that couldn't play that guitar part in my mind didn't know what they were doing. You're like, <laughs> so later, I went, yeah, not I talking to you. With them, for sure. <laughs> what, who, like, who would be a dream person if you could have anybody record one of your songs outside? Oh, like, wow. Like, something you wrote for you, but you would love to hear them do it, you know? I mean, I would love... Adele, to me, is like the all-time vocalist. I think like, you're, you're, you got something in common with Adele. To be able to like hear things. her sing something I've written would, would be definitely like life-changing. Would that you would love amazing. to just see what she did with the melodies? Yeah, and- I just want to hear that beautiful tone. I want to hear, yeah, totally. I just want to he- would want to hear her take of her performance. I was talking to John Paul White last week about Adele, because I'm like, he's the only person I know that knows Adele. Yeah, right. So um, I had a bunch of questions. Yeah, like, what is she him. like? She seems awesome. I want to be friends with her. I want to be friends <laughs> with her, too. That's she. You just want to hang out with yes, her. Yes, totally. Like, anytime you see her talking, she just... <sighs> 
I love I love her so much. And she um like the thing he was saying and you can see this if you watch her like in any backstage stuff. He said she's just bigger than life. Her laugh is bigger than life. You know, her personality is bigger than life. And I totally get it. I mean, I do. I thought yeah. the same thing. I want to hang out with her. I, I just, totally want to hang out with her. <laughs> I would love to hear, like, um, that was a great choice, Adele. Man, I, I was thinking Willie. I would love, oh, oh my, my God. God. I mean, that, that would be The scientist, so I think I just died and woke back <gasps> up. What would be your dream co-write? Oh, man. That's, it's really hard. It's kind of tied between Carol King, because I think being sane to sit in the room with Carol King. Holy crap. Or, I mean... I saw her in... Co- she's John amazing. Lennon? Like, oh. can, can we, like... What if he walked in? He, like, <laughs> could you even could, imagine going to a writing appointment with no, John Lennon? like, can John Lennon just please come back from the dead so we can write a couple songs? Like, oh, my gosh. That's all I want. Paul McCartney. Be, can, I, I've just fallen in love with the Beatles in a way I never had from Oscar. It's still fresh. Like, yes. I, I listened to the Beatles, like, last week, and I'm so like, this is still in the best. The best they thing just did whatever the hell they wanted to do. You know what I mean? They didn't. The writing is so uh, good. It's so free and beautiful and oh fun. God. And, it, I mean, like, Paul McCartney might be the best because he's the bravest. You know, oh, like, yeah. he's, he, he'll do anything. God, Those totally. Rocky Raccoon. I mean, that like, Rocky Raccoon writes, and Yesterday, what the hell yeah, is happening? Yeah, who writes that stuff? Like, yeah. We all live in a yellow submarine. Like, like yes. It's, I mean, how beautiful. That's like a kid wrote it. Yeah, exactly. But it's like the catchy AF. And you just. Oh, us. my gosh. Everybody knows it. And um, Cuckoo, Cuckoo, that one yes. sitting on a park. I mean, that's like being in a little dream. It's, they, they're doing something different than I'm well, doing Well, probably out LSD. Here. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> We, <laughs> maybe that's what we're missing. I don't maybe know. we tr- need to try that you, and see what happens. There's this movie. Do you know this movie Walk Hard where he's like, honey. We, yeah, I watched it because of you. Like, it's so good. He's like, honey, can I drop acid with the Beatles? She goes, just this one time. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. That's that one of my movie, favorite movies. <laughs> you told me some stuff about that movie and I went and watched that movie. It's I've insane. never seen it. It's so stupid and so good. It is. It's one of my I favorites. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Oh, anyways, okay. back to the music. Back to our so, interview. Uh, okay. <laughs> Wait, do I have to do the five, four, three? We'll figure that out after. I this. thought you guys are starting to sing Iron Man. What a weird. What are we doing? What are you doing? I forgot oh. what we're doing. I've okay. This is. I'm gonna see if I can word this question right. Um. So, what's something that's happened in Nashville that made you want to give up? Like in that, I love that. My favorite lyric mm. in that song is "Now I just want to go home." Yeah. That kid, that just stabs me in the heart. Totally. Um, well, I have this this flashback of when I was I I think I just moved to town, and I I really thought you know I got a publishing deal, and I really thought that the record deal thing was going to come easy. I, so you know I. I remember I was going to my first meeting, and it was actually at Sony Records. <laughs> and I remember I got stuck in Green Hills. I was super late to the meeting. Went in, and I played. And the lady that was there was super angry that I was late. And then How I old played. were you? I was probably, gosh, maybe 22, 23. So it was either right before I moved here or right as I moved here 
Um, and I played the songs, and she was like, "Cool, thanks." Were you just and like, sitting in an office? We're just with sitting her? in an office with her and a couple people, and basically, I just like she just wasn't interested and you think, irritated. I was late. Do you think but she wasn't interested before you got there? Was maybe. She present? I was, don't know. She just was really like, I'd play a song, she'd be like, "Cool, do you got another song?" Like she just was like not showing any excitement or emotion, which was totally like, "Oh God, this sucks. I'm blowing this." Yeah, that kind of messed you up. When it you totally go. did. And I just remember, like, I remember being like, "That's not how that meeting was supposed to go." I was supposed to go in and play a song and they're gonna be like good job kid like here's your record deal that's how it was in my head that's how it's supposed to be happening that's so okay that was my expectation which is maybe my problem to begin with I just but, had a great thought uh, about that yeah imagine if you did sign your deal that day I know and I'm so thankful that I didn't your record I'm so thankful I didn't you it would I couldn't imagine it being anything no I mean it, it would not have been be right a fraction of it what may it not, is maybe not even would have come out you're like, exactly yeah. right. They could have so, made you cut a bunch of shit you didn't like. Exactly. And because I didn't know what I wanted to you say. You could be a housewife in Missouri. You know what? I, right. The whole thing could be different. Right. I mean, I was singing songs it. like "Whiskey in My Tears," like, and that, that is not me, like now. So yeah, it's it's crazy to think about. But I do remember being really disappointed. And um, uh, my husband Raleigh was picking me up from the meeting, and I remember like sitting on the sidewalk of Sony Records and I put my guitar case down and I sat down and it started raining and I started crying because oh. I totally just felt like I blew my chance. Oh. Like, and you know, that was like the first of many times things like that happened to me. You know, I, I, every time like a label would be like, I think, I'm, oh, I think we like this song. Well, really, they like the song and they wanted to cut it on this new artist that they signed oh. and not. And so they'd and call then, me. And then that me. artist does a half-assed job. Well, they, usually they, yeah, usually I mean I, I'm thankful for everybody who's recorded my song and excited that they would even want to but it just was disappointing because you know always at the end of the day like I I did want to be the recording artist well you are the recording artist. <laughs> right. you know what I mean like you right. are that's always been planning artist. so yeah. I told Chris um I've told him this a bunch of times but I was like I would rather have a cut on Caitlin Smith's record than any any of them, Aww, you know, like just thing. because I love your voice, you know, I just love your voice. I just want to get, I could, I could take just getting a few cuts if they were hits and on yeah. a great voice. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't have to write everything. Yeah. I'm happy with those little, just yeah. the ones that the song's killer. The person singing it's totally, killer. Totally, totally. Oh, it's, it's the best. It is the best. There's nothing, I mean, it's, it's really exciting when there's something that you're proud of. Has there to, been a female cut one of your songs that, that you really love the cut? Dolly Parton. Uh-uh. You've had a Dolly Parton cut. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. You, yes. We got to tell Lola. We, gotta, we have got to tell Lola she loves she Dolly does. Parton. It was a, a Dolly Parton, Kenny Rogers duet called You Can't Make Old Friends. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. And song. that was, and that's ser seriously still one of my So you've had cuts special. by a bunch of legends, like <laughs> a bunch. Garth, Dolly, Kenny. Uh, they Dolly and Kenny kind of they didn't have a genre either. They they just like they were their own deal. Wait, totally, like totally. Dolly. Arch I mean, to me, it's kind of mind blowing. 
I was playing nine to five. We love nine to five. We sing I it all the song. time. It's the best. And Lola's like, I said, do you know who sings this? She's like, yeah, that Dolly girl. <laughs> that Dolly and girl. And I love that so she cute. knew who she was. Because yes. her favorites are Dolly Parton and 21 Pilots. Oh I mean, there God. couldn't be a crazier <laughs> mix. 21 Pilots are great. <laughs> They're so good. Their melodies are she so good. good taste. Good girl. Yeah, it's a trip. She's a trip. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so great. I can't believe you've had cuts, though, by Garth, Kenny, and Dolly. I mean, that's like. Insane. I can't that, believe that, it either. I don't really know. I mean, I don't know if I know anybody else's. I don't, I don't know anybody else's had a Dolly Parton cut. It's crazy. I didn't know it was actually possible, like, bucket list item to even have. And to even really ask like, for. Yeah, to even ask for. Like, And I remember. We wrote it for Kenny because I wrote that song with Don Schlitz, who is literally my Yoda. He's phenomenal. He's Yoda, and he's phenomenal. <laughs> and um, I remember Don had just been inducted in the Songwriter Hall of Fame, and Kenny was there um, presenting for the, for his award. And um, Kenny walked up to Don and said, I have this title that I'd love for you to write for me. And he told him the title, and um, and I just happened to be like the next person on the books with Don, like after that, which was insane. Um, and so I got together with Don. He was like, "Hey, how would you like to try and write a song for Kenny Rogers?" And I was like, "That sounds awesome!" Like, <laughs> okie dokie. And so we wrote the song, and it was it was still like one of those days. I feel like all the best days are where it was really quick. And the song just fell out. All these songs we've really, talked about all day have been quick. It's so, it's incredible. Um, and so we wrote the song, we, we emailed it to Kenny Rogers, and we didn't hear anything for months and months and months. And we we're like, crap, I guess he didn't like it. Like, shoot. <laughs> and then um, and then I remember I, I was having breakfast with my publisher on April Fool's Day. We were eating at Nashville. And he was like, hey, did you hear about that Kenny song? Like, he had cut it. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, I thought I had heard that. I was like, okay, yeah, that's awesome that that, that, that did happen. And then he's like, but he made it a duet. Do you know who's singing on it? Oh, my god! He tells me, remember, he says, Dolly Parton is singing on it. And I was like, if this is an April Fool's joke, I'm going to throw my eggs at you and move <laughs> back to Minnesota. Like, that is like, that is not a funny April Fool's joke. And then it ended up not being an April Fool's joke, but really, literally the best songwriting was was that complete i mean i can't even imagine how out of body it was both of them at the same time chris lacy came to the to my house with a pair of headphones to play me the cut because she was so excited about it oh my gosh and i remember sitting there and like it it was still one of those out of body experiences like hearing kenny sing and then second verse comes in and there's dolly parton and she's doing my vocal lick she's singing my like the way that i wrote the lick and I was like oh this is that's gotta be mind blowing this isn't real hearing Dolly this Parton is, doing your, your vocal your, run, like, like, vocal what? run. <laughs> what is life and what? I cried oh, I cried man. like a baby cause that is just that's that was unreal that's something <laughs> that right there's something you could have never this is kind of teaching me something this today you like the thing we all need to be more open the thing that with the how you got Tacoma that was like, you just received it. You know what I mean? Like, you just were open to it. You saw it on your phone. You didn't go in there trying to plan and, you know, right. trying to make. Because you could have never planned to get a Kenny Rogers, no. Dolly Parton duet. No. I mean, that's like the <laughs> craziest thing, you know? Like, 
it, it's really blowing my mind a little bit of how much right place, right time. Like, totally. I would love to have been Bob DePiro <laughs> that day when you were looking. I mean, but he was That's the perfect amazing. person. Yeah. He, he just was the one. You know, you're supposed to do it with because the song wouldn't be that good if you didn't crazy. do it with the right person. It's crazy to think about. So I mean, happy. it is. It really is. It's kind of just making me rethink a bunch of stuff about co-writes. You know, totally. like when you walk in. Because you know how sometimes, do you walk in a room sometimes and like, Something will just be, it's almost like it's tapping you on the shoulder, yes. like, you know, just this like, title, this, and, and, and it'll this. be weird. <laughs> a lot of times you don't even know, want to say it sometimes, yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell is happening is with this? this? <laughs> or I cannot quit thinking about that song, like, Don't You Want Me, Baby, by the Human League. It's oh, been in my God, head all day, you know, and then you end up baby. writing something <laughs> so that's got some feel in it. Totally. It, it's really interesting. It's making me see there's a lot more little things at work. You totally. know what I mean? A little magic things happening around, like vibes, mm. energy. You know, there's yes. stuff like, because I've always told Chris, like, with Amazed, we didn't understand why Amazed was so big of a song. I mean, we've written so many songs, you know, like, and the funny thing is everybody we wrote with for the next five years wanted to write a power ballad. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I would sit down Please, and they, again. <laughs> they just sucked so bad because I don't know if That's there's amazing. anything worse than a bad love song, a <laughs> oh, bad, stupid, contrite love I song. Know. It's hard because there's a fine line between uh having simple enough language having also be vulnerable enough but then not cheesy like yeah, there's just yeah. this super fine line and and a lot of times they can just end up in cheese it, ball land it's like, so true it, you, like writing simple is is so hard it's like it's the so hard life. like and with i think too there's something with songs like you know that night we wrote house of cards yeah. i was an emotional wreck and you were in like I don't remember what headspace you were in so much as I remember you were willing to go. Yeah, you were willing to go down that either. road. Totally. You know what I mean? Yes. And um, so like that song, we would have never gotten a song that good had we not just been all fucked up. You totally. know what I mean? Like just and just really, honest because really we we wrote just from that yes. honest raw place. And the lyrics like in that song in the second verse. There's some of my favorite lyrics of any song I've ever been a part of, and I don't even know what they mean. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> they mean I something different. Like them. every phase of my life, they're like Pink Floyd lyrics or yeah. something. They're just like it's crazy. Hell yeah, I love these. But lyrics. it's so fun when you can when you can kind of just be the vessel and let the song. Just this song's kind of so much happen. better if you can. It is. It's that, hard to do. It totally happened. So uh, it happened on Starfire as well, the title track of the record, where I had I had this title sitting in my phone, and a, the Starfire came from. It was a guitar that my dad uh, played, and he had, um, and I always wanted to play it. I always wanted to buy it, but I, you know, I was living in. North Minneapolis, which at the time was just really crappy. And I just was like, you know, I was trying to do a music career and basically just playing like shitty clubs. And, and my dad's like, you're not ready for that guitar. Like, and it kind of turned into this, like, <laughs> I don't know, dad, I hope you're not listening to this. <laughs> and, and it kind of turned into this thing of like, I, like I had to be at this certain level to actually, for him to give me this guitar. Yeah. He's like, you can't have that guitar until you're playing on the CMAs or whatever. I don't know. I was like, whatever, Dad. But I, <laughs> I know exactly but what you're I talking about. I remember that I got I got my first hit, and and then he sold it to me 
after that, which is still weird. He sold, but whatever. I don't care. Cool. (laughs) 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 But I had that title on my phone because, like, I just, I wanted to write a song called Starfire because of that. Yeah. But it really, the song kind of turned into, like, the day we wrote it, I just felt like this is the day we're writing this song. I don't know. It felt like the day. And, um... And the lyrics are kind of like that, like the Pink Floyd lyrics, like they mean something different every time, but it turned into writing about my journey and writing about how all of these doors have closed in my face and I've gotten all of these no's and all this disappointment. But heck, I'm sitting here today and I'm writing for my own damn record and I'm not going to stop and I'm just going to do it. And we wrote that song, Starfire, that day, which like just, I you love, know, I just, just love being the vessel. Starfire. I mean, it's so good and it's so perfectly titled Man, for thanks. this. You know what I mean? This record, this record actually, probably because you've had a long time to make it, this record it it has a depth that you don't see you i don't think you could have a record made in a year that would it's got yeah. six years right. of work totally. you know six times better than most records yeah. just because there's so much heart so much work so much struggle so much great surprises so much everything yeah. you know like in six years it's six years of your life and it's totally. like you know i just have big 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 feelings about this record that it's going to break break you into where you're supposed to be you know Thank maybe you. you're not there because this has been all planned ahead you yeah, know is this totally. how it's supposed to de- happen well, when I look at the journey that I've taken it really has been the long and winding road from what my my 13 year old self was planning <laughs> in the journey you know and but I I'm thankful for every step of the way I'm I'm thankful for every no and I'm thankful for you know every time I I got so close to signing a record deal and then they passed like I'm thankful for all that because it did get me to write this record and to the place that I am and I couldn't be happier I couldn't be happier and yeah I got a question one last question what would be your advice for like somebody that's in the boat you were in that's like trying to decide if they're gonna stay or go home wow totally I mean, it seems it seems overly simple, but it's that it's just not to give up. Yeah, if that's your dream. How can that be the most it's, simple it's advice the most simple. ever said? And it's but the it's truest. Like, don't. And I remember times where I've been on like on the floor crying, being like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And Raleigh, my sweet husband, which thank God for him, saying, "Get up off the floor. This is what you're made to do." you're not going to give up and you're going to keep going. And like, thank God for so, of at least a voice in my life for somebody to say thank that. Thank God. Thank God for <laughs> yes. that because I almost did give up. And um, multiple times. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I would say, number one, surround yourself with a good support system because that's the most important thing. Other people that, that believe in you. Other people that, that know, believe in yeah. you. That, you know, and like, you know, if this is your dream, freaking go for it. But then the other thing that has been really pivotal is like, yeah, you can chase your dream and and you can have this cool job or whatever. But at the end of the day, that's not really even going to define you. That's right. And the faster that you can shake that and almost hold it as like, this is a fun job. This is no big deal. I'm going to chase after it, but it's not going to like, if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be ruined. Like 
the faster you can let that go and you can just be happy with who you are. That's so smart. And not you define yourself that by your job so or anything good. like that. Like I feel like the faster you can get to the person that you want to be. Oh my God, that's so good. Because that's yeah. that's kind of another level. That's happiness. You know yeah, what I mean? Like totally. everybody thinks if they get their dream, they're going to be happy. Yeah, but it, but it can happen and you can still feel the same. Oh yeah, you still be stuck <laughs> who you yeah. were wanting it. Like, because yeah. you weren't. It, yeah, I guess if you can't be happy when you're chasing it, you're not going to be happy when you get it. So you know, like, I mean, you're just it's not so going to be happy. You better find a way to be happy. It's so true. It's so true. So, I mean, it's like, if you want it to happen, yeah, go for it. Keep going, but don't let it, don't let it define you. It always just makes me feel like people that, when you hear stories, you know, like, that Alan Jackson got every label told him no twice. Harry Potter, those books. I know you love those <laughs> yeah, I books. I love Harry Potter. J.K. Rowling was like, nobody won that story. <laughs> she was on welfare while she was writing those and, books. That's I mean, insane. like, sometimes it just freaks me out if you think, what if what if she didn't go one more time? You right? know, what if she did you know, like. You just quit. Yeah. I guess, I mean, though, if you want it bad enough, you just, you'll take the pain. Yeah. Totally. You know, I, I, that's all I can imagine. Because I've prayed for God to take that dream out of my heart about that <laughs> book. I'm, I need that book out of my yeah, life. I, I mean, it can be on the shelves, and I can be doing a book tour, but I need it out of Amy Mayo. Yeah. So, how do you end it, Chris? Um, just uh, so introduce I'm Amy Mayo. Caitlin Smith. <laughs> Thank you for listening to yes. Chris Lindsay's podcast, Pitch List. Woohoo, thanks for having me. Mm-hmm.